everyone. We're so glad you're here to chat with us. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Lauren. We're so excited to share conversations, stories, and an in-depth perspective of United Way's commitment to the Valley. Today, we are joined by Gwen Ruff, the Senior Vice President of Administration and Community Outreach at Columbus Waterworks. Gwen was the 2020 campaign chair. She is our upcoming board chair. She serves on our Women United Advisory Board and is, and is plugged into just about anything in the way. Thanks for being here, Gwen. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of this conversation. I'm definitely excited to spend this time with you ladies and just kind of share some thoughts that I may have and just respond to any questions that you may have for me. Yes, thank you so much. Over this last year, you have definitely been one of our biggest cheerleaders and we appreciate you. So will you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself? I sure will. Um, I don't have a huge, exciting background, but um, I consider myself from Columbus, Georgia. I was not born here, but I grew up here. My um, parents, we relocated here back in the early 60s. Uh, my dad is military, he was military, so he was at Fort Benning. And our family, we homestead here. Um, I am the third of four children. And as I mentioned, my dad um, was military. So we grew up in a very disciplined environment. Uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. So we grew up with breakfast in the morning before we went to school and dinner in the evening. Everyone sitting around the table and having a good conversation and just really the traditional family. Um, I attended Mother Mary Mission Catholic School which is another very disciplined, very structured environment. Um, went to Baker High School, which is now a Walmart on Victory Drive, and left and went to Mercer University in Macon, Georgia, and was commissioned in the Army upon graduation. So I spent 30 years combined active and reserve in the military before I retired in 2011. And I am the mother of three wonderful, amazing adult children, and I have five fabulous grandchildren. Uh, I just love the Columbus community. My kids grew up here. I consider this home, and it's definitely a blessing to be a part of the fabulous community. Oh, well, Columbus definitely loves you, too. I know you are such a great mentor to many of us in the community, so just thank you for being you. Thank you. Um, what was it like leading the campaign during a pandemic? I mean, you had it pretty hard. It wasn't just a normal year. It was not a normal year. Um, actually, with the pandemic, I don't think it's been a normal year for any of us. And I will tell you when um, Becky Fletcher and Ben approached me to serve as the campaign chair, it was a little bit daunting and scary at first. But keep in mind, the time that they approached me was before COVID-19 hit. So when I accepted the charge, I felt comfortable with going by the playbook of what has been a successful campaign all these years. And if you remember in my background, I grew up in a very structured environment, went to a Catholic school, spent time in the military. So I'm always working with a plan of action 
having a strategy, identifying what resources I need, and just kind of plugging everything together and making it work. And because the campaign for many years had been success, very successful using that formula, I felt comfortable that we could do that. But then of course, COVID-19 hit and that flipped everything on its head. We went into a total virtual environment, didn't know how we were going to connect with our organizations, having to build the cabinet and having to work with the volunteers, that was all new for me. And it was new for United Way and the board as well as for the volunteers. And while it was a little overwhelming for me to say yes, prior to the pandemic, recognizing that so many of the volunteers said yes in the midst of a pandemic, knowing that we were going to have to do things differently, knowing that we were going to have to reevaluate how we communicated with the organizations, with our donors who are making an investment in United Way, with our partner agencies, I could not be more blessed and more grateful for all of those relationships and the partnerships of those individuals who stepped up to the plate and who was willing to accept the charge and helped us as a community as a board, as an organization to have a very successful United Way campaign. So it was um, a lesson in leadership for sure. Um, it was a very humbling experience for me. I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about our community and the huge heart of giving that we have in our community. Our community definitely always blows me away. Um, so they definitely showed that through the last year. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and not just the heart of giving, but when I think about the creativity of a lot of the organizations having to adjust um, how they ran their campaigns from the publics to the TSIS, um, global payments, even with our own organization at Columbus Waterworks, having to adjust how we deployed the campaign, how we connected and communicated with all the individuals who supported the campaign over the years. It just shows us how we can respond as a community and adjust to a changing environment and still be successful in our goals. So it, it was definitely rewarding for me. Well, after that successful campaign, your next stop uh, is as the upcoming board chair. <laughs> your vision for our organization? Well, being able to serve as board chair for the United Way is very exciting for me. Um, one, because over the past couple of years, United Way has been working towards um, a strategic vision and expanding what we do in the community and really evaluating how we um, get the entire community engaged and involved in our mission and how we get that message out. So to be a part of that is definitely exciting and rewarding for me. And in this place where we are now with so many great programs, when I think about the basics, community schools, um, what we're doing with 211, what we're doing with Home for Good, and just the, the shift in the community, changes in partnerships that we have, it's just definitely exciting for me to be a part of that momentum. 
Um, one of the things that I think that I'm really excited about is um, the partnerships that we are cultivating over the years with Columbus 2025, Chamber of Commerce, with um, the Community Foundation, with our partner agencies, and just really looking at all of those connections and seeing how we can really respond to the needs in the community and take care of all of the individuals, the families, um, and all of the needs we have in the community, um, whether it's food insecurity, whether it's education, whether it's economics, and just really um, kind of working together with our partners to address those needs in the community. That's so great. And we are looking so forward to a year with you leading the board and all of the come. <laughs> um, as you know, we have spent 2020, much like the rest of the world, looking at diversity. Um, could you tell us what diversity is to you and how can United Way lead the way in our community? That is a great question. Um, diversity has kind of been a buzzword um, in the last couple of years. And for me, with my experience, I kind of look at um, the holistic picture in terms of diversity, looking at issues of equity, looking at issues of inclusion, and really recognizing that we as a community really need to have those courageous conversations creating a safe space for us to talk about these issues and challenging organizations to look around their tables, to look at their board composition, look within the organization and really examine how diverse is our workforce. And when we talk about diversity, um, we're talking about ethnicity and gender and age. Um, differently abled, just so many different things where we recognize that it's not a one size fits all. And so for me, diversity is more than just giving lip service and say, you know, we want to have a diverse workforce. My, my question to organizations is, what does that workforce feel like? Does everyone feel as though they have a voice at the table? Are you operating in an area of inclusion? And what does that environment feel for all of your team members? And when you look at retention and when you look at turnover within an organization, if you have a revolving door and you are finding that individuals are feeling disenfranchised and they are not staying, then you have to start looking at exit interviews and asking yourself, if we are seeking a diverse workforce, a workplace of inclusion, how does it feel for those individuals that we invite to the table? And do we really create an environment where everyone can show up to be their authentic self, to be their very best, and to feel like they are making a contribution to the organization? What does that feel like for all of our team members? And if there's opportunities to improve that, I think organizations need to look at improving that. I also believe that as leaders, we need to make sure that we create a safe space 
for people to have conversations that their voices are amplified, that individuals should not feel that they have to diminish who they are in order to fit in, that we need to recognize that a strong organization is an organization that's diverse, where everyone can bring their skills and competencies to the table, where we can have courageous conversations and where we can effectively move an organization forward so that we can not only take care of our customers, but take care of our employees, that we can connect with our partner agencies, that we can do all of the good work as a community that we need to do. So the second part of your question is, how does that look for United Way? Well, one of the things that I am so incredibly proud of is that right after the um, murder of George Floyd, and we recognize that the trial is going on right now, is many organizations put out a statement um, denouncing what happened and talking about Black Lives Matter. And very early on, United Way of the Chattahoochee Valley took the position that we wanted to make sure that we operated um, in an area of inclusion, an area of equity, an area of justice, where we had respect for all individuals, and where our statement of Black Lives Matter was not designed to be a political statement, but is a statement to reinforce that every individual is important and that we have to recognize that we have a history for over 400 years where people of color did not matter. We had situations of voter suppression, um, redlining, racial inequalities, economic disparities, and, and whether or not we want to admit it, that is part of our history. And the way we get to move forward is to recognize that that's part of our history. And so United Way, the leadership, the board, volunteers, we started having conversations about how historically those kind of things affected where we are today. So I really salute United Way of the Chattahoochee Valley, the leadership in educating us historically about those things that impact how organizations respond today. What I would say to that is a lot of organizations um, after the George Floyd murder put forth a statement denouncing that along with United Way of the Chattahoochee Valley. But then for some organizations, it became silent after the statement the challenge now has to be, what strategies are you doing in leadership roles to address some of those disparities? We now have political issues on the horizon and people on both sides of the fence talking about issues of voting and voting rights and um, different political things. And a lot of organizations have remained silent on that. But recognizing that there are laws in place that serve to disenfranchise selected populations is not something that we have to remain silent on. 
is something we need to have conversations about. And as a community, we need to come together to have conversations, to have discussions about how do we make this community better? How do we work together and how do we recognize that there are specific things that happen, specific decisions that happen, that serve to have a different impact on select populations. So I'm excited to be a part of the United Way of the Chattahoochee Valley as we start having these conversations and as we look at ways to explore opportunities to make the community better. And I would challenge every organization to take the time to think about what does your organization look like and, and what, what does your culture feel like to all of the individuals who show up every day in your organization? And how do you have that conversation? And how do you address the issues that are real? They're, they're very real in this day and time. And I know that was deep, that was heavy. <laughs> <laughs> we look forward to your leadership on that. And I know that you have been part of a lot of our diversity work and uh, forums so far. And we continue to look ahead and we're excited to have you along with us leading the way. Well, thank you. And, 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 I, and I am so excited about um, the organizations who are leading forward and who are having um, these conversations. And, and, I, and I salute them because I think we can learn from each other. You know, I know Columbus State has done some amazing things. I know AFLAC, Pieces Global Payments, Sonovas. I know they are having these conversations. And, and I think these are the organizations, as we say in the military, who are the tip of the spear, who are really leading the way and in, in saying, you know, we, we need to really kind of take a look at some of these things so we can learn from each other. I think this is an opportunity for us to, as a community, to start having these conversations and having them expertly facilitated. And the reason I say that, because this is an uncomfortable place to be in. And, and in order for the conversations to be fruitful, that sometimes you have to have individuals who know how to navigate having these conversations so that people walk out of that room and no one feels attacked, no one feels alienated, no one feels that they have to be defensive. It's about having conversations and us coming together to recognize that together we can get better, we can make the community better. I love that, getting better together every day. Of the many hats that you wear for United Way, um, one of them is of the Women United Advisory Board. Tell us a little bit how United Way helped other women through this pandemic. I sure will. Well, Women United is, um, as many people may know, is, is an group of um, the United Way of the Chattahoochee Valley. And the focus of Women United is women helping women. And uh, the Women United program, our signature event every year is the Power of the Purse event, which is one of the events we do to um, generate revenues and to also get donations for the Women's Undergarment program. 
And the Women's Undergarment Program is to help those women, young ladies, who may be leaving um, situations of abuse with nothing but the clothes on their back. And one of the areas that we don't have, whether you're going to um, get clothing or whatever, is new undergarments. You can't donate your undergarments to women who are displaced. Mm -hmm. And so when you have women dealing with homelessness or relocation or domestic abuse, to be able to have either a voucher to get new undergarments or to be able to get new undergarments, it is just such a, an impactful type of event for these ladies. It's a life-changing event. Things that we take for granted and the impact that it has on other women. So the um, Power of the Purse is our signature event that focuses on those two things. But we also have different events with Women United to help women in the community, whether it's um, resume services, whether it is um, different programs that we have with the, the membership to encourage individuals with our service programs. We also do with uh, the Women United this past year, we had the Women United Assistance Fund and this is something that came out in April 2020, where we work with two of our agencies to provide financial assistance to women who may need assistance with um, rent or utilities, um, food insecurities. And we're able to fund that for um, these individuals, whether they're a single parent, a woman single parent or head of household to help them navigate through these difficult times. We, um, this past year, we also provided support to the Coronavirus Response Fund, <clears throat> excuse me, which is a partnership with the Community Foundation and the United Way of the Chattahoochee Valley. And, and that is just absolutely amazing where we're able to provide assistance for utilities, for rent, and to help women in the community um, who have been impacted by COVID. And, and with the fund, out of the 49 adults that we helped this year, 13 of those experienced um, difficulties directly related to COVID. And so to be able to provide assistance in that area is, is just amazing. We also offer um, scholarships out of our Power of the Purse revenues to individuals, whether it's a four-year, two-year scholarship, or whether it's a certification program, and these are focused on um, women who are utilizing the services of some of our partner agencies. But any way that we can connect women and help women navigate in this environment, because we recognize, generally speaking, that the needs and the experiences, experiences of women may be somewhat different from in the general population. So that's one of the focuses that we've had um, this year with the Women United Assistance Fund. And we're just very proud of that, very proud of the partnership that we have. And just, just really it's a blessing to be a part of the board, the advisory board, and just see the impact that we're able to make in so many different lives. That has to feel so great to not just collect money throughout the year, but then see it go out in the community and make such a, an impact. 
on it, 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 women. It is. It, it is just so rewarding. And, and we had um, a success story, if you will, from one of the individuals that we assisted um, with the coronavirus um, assistance through the Women's um, Assistance Fund. And this was an individual who was working, um, but had her hours cut as a result of COVID and didn't know how she was going to um, pay her bills, how she was going to pay her rent because her hours had been cut. And we were able to provide assistance to her through the fund. And her response is, I don't know how I would have made it. I don't know how I would have made it through without this type of assistance. And so while we say it's a, a victory story, we are prayerful that we can get to a place as a community and with what we're dealing with now that we don't have the number of people who are struggling with food insecurity, um, with ut needing utility assistance, homelessness, and things of those nature. Um, and we're prayerful that as we continue to invest in United Way of the Chattahoochee Valley and in our programs, that as a community, we can long-term come up with some ways that we can um, have a, an effect on the need because the need continues to grow. The need is there. Right. Isn't that the, the end goal is to kind of put United Way out of, biz, out of business and not really have these <laughs> needs anymore? Yeah, yeah, that 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 would be a, a bittersweet kind of thing okay. because <laughs> not not having United Way in the community would definitely be um, a sad thing for me. But you know, there are so many different programs I think um, that we are looking at with United Way at the Chattahoochee Valley. I think with the basics and um, working with the schools. I think we will always have a need in some other areas to make the community better. And so I'm really excited about those programs. And I invite anyone who's maybe listening to this, this podcast to go out to the United Way of the Chattahoochee Valley website and take a look at all of those fabulous programs um, that we are putting into place. And they really are in response to the environment changes. And, and we have to be able to adapt. We have to be able to address um, needs relative to education, relative to economics, relative to um, helping these different organizations address those things, whether it's food insecurity or education or whatever. And, and so I think coming together, we can really expand some of those programs. Definitely, definitely. Um, Gwen, I just want to kind of shift a little bit. When we were talking about this this last year, it's been really heavy for a lot of people, very difficult. But I'm sure that with your genuine and kind, caring attitude, you, I'm sure, had lots of positive moments with United Way. Would you mind sharing a couple of those with us? Um, well, I don't know how much time we have, but I have so many positive <laughs> moments with United Way. Um, and I talked a little bit about the campaign. And, and I think for me, um, working with United Way over the years, um, I personally have benefited from um, United Way programs. 
all, all three of my adult children attended Boys and Girls Club. My boys was, they were in Boy Scouts. My daughter was a Girl Scout. Um, I've, I've just recognized the good of the Red Cross, of hospice. My dad, before he passed away, um, he was in hospice. Um, when he passed away, I was able to use the services of the Red Cross to get my youngest son back. He was on active duty and we had to go through Red Cross to get him back. So when I look at all the different things of United Way, all the different programs and how my life personally has been impacted by United Way's programs, and then to kind of fast forward and when I look at the campaign this year, working with so many amazing organizations, so many community volunteers, um, having the opportunity to work with the community um, reinvestment process and just looking at those agencies to see how the United Way dollars are reinvested in the community. Um, it's just been amazing. And looking at all the volunteers who are just wonderful ambassadors for United Way to help us tell the story. I look at our media partners and oh my goodness, I mean, they, we, we could not do what we do without the organizations, without our media partners helping us to tell our story and looking at you ladies as part of the marketing for United Way. I know going through the campaign, I was a, a bit demanding, if you will, about how, we, how do we get the word out? How do we get the message out? Because it's so different. Man. You guys are so creative, um, so passionate about what you do. So everyone from top to bottom with United Way, the leadership, the staff, the board, the volunteers, our amazing cabinet that we had this year. I cannot sing praises enough for working with that cabinet this year who lifted me up, who prayed with me, prayed for me, encouraged me, worked hard, and just really knocked it out of the park. So, you know, without going on and on, but I, I just have so many great experiences with United Way that goes way back for, for many years. And I'm just so thankful um, to be a part of the organization by serving on the board. I'm so excited about stepping in as the board chair and I am following in the footsteps of so many amazing leaders who've set the bar very, very high. So my prayer is that I can continue that momentum and continue to do good work for United Way and for our community. That was all I had, Lindsay. I mean, I, I could go on and on, Gwen. I, could, <laughs> I could talk to you all day. I, mean, I love talking to you so much. You're Thank so inspiring. You. you are just a kind, genuine person. So respected. We respect you so much and appreciate your leadership. So thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you so much for your time. Well, thank, thank you for inviting me um, anytime, you know, and when you get me on a soapbox of something that I'm <laughs> passionate about, and United Way is one of those things that I'm passionate about. So thank you for the invitation. I truly, truly appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm very grateful. Sure. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat with us, Gwen. <laughs> thank you for the invite, and you ladies have a blessed rest of the day.
Join us next time as we chat with the team leading Cure Violence, a community-based, data-driven violence prevention program addressing violence as a public health epidemic. To catch a previous episode, or for more information about United Way, visit unitedwayofthecv.org. As always, thank you again for listening. We're so glad you're here to chat with us.